0: Konnichiwa, my friends. Thanks for tuning in to Master Samurai Tech Radio. Today is June 27th, 2017, and this is episode 20. We're your hosts. Hey. I'm Samurai Appliance Repair Man here with
1: Mrs. Samurai, and we are your hosts of, of Master Samurai and Appliantology.org.
0: That's correct. And you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and also at our YouTube channel, which is at Master Samurai Tech. .tv. So yes. our academy is at mastersamuraitech.com, where you can take online training courses. But our YouTube channel, you can actually get to it very easily just going by, by going to mastersamuraitech.tv. And mm-hmm. you'll see us there. And you'll see in our podcast episodes as well as other helpful videos will be posted there as well. So Yeah, how many
1: videos do we have there now? Uh,
0: well, there's, a, there's only probably a fraction of what is unlisted because we have a ton of unlisted videos at our right. channel but i don't even remember there's there's a lot of them been putting them up there for a number of years
1: hundreds we have millions of views i mean it, it's pretty yeah. impressive what you know just putting out the material on a regular basis putting it out. out there so today
0: we're going to be talking about we got some industry news we got some tech talk talking about troubleshooting techniques for any service call um, we've got we're going to be talking about some of our tech training webinars and then we're going to wrap up with talking about monitoring your te- if you're a multi-tech operator. Uh, you've got multiple technicians. Maybe you're putting a few of them through the training at the uh, Master Samurai Tech Academy. Some tips for you on how to monitor your tech's training and progress as they're going through the academy's online training courses
1: right and also actually just for any student some uh, a couple of tidbits i want to okay point out to them
0: good to throw that in so let's get yeah. right into it then industry news i guess the big thing that uh, we were hearing about this at uh, asti uh in mm-hmm. san diego the, the just a few months ago is the right to repair laws that are coming out a number of states are, um, are considering adopting this basically this means that consumers Will have access to manufacturer service manuals. That they will have the right to purchase these manuals. They won't be getting them for free. They'll still have to buy them. But they'll have the. This will no longer just be proprietary information. If these laws mm-hmm. go through, and a number of states are considering them, but if they go through, uh, consumers will be uh, have a legal right to purchase the service manual for their appliance. Kind of like what we do with cars uh, that are available right now today. Right. A similar type of thing. That's kind of what it's modeled after too. So it's called right to repair laws and um which I just want to start off go ahead
1: also known in some states as the fair repair act
0: yeah so I just want to start off by saying that the right to repair act I call it the PCM apocalypse act because hmm. this is and we're going to unpack that a little bit but it it will it will fair it out these laws are going to shake out the PCMs from the real technicians parts changing monkeys PCMs so um I just, now, one of, the th- one of the points with this whole Right to Repair Act and consumers being able to fix their own is, first off, right off the bat, it means low-end, low-value jobs, bye bye You know, because really the economic reality is, and we're in a changing landscape, it's always changing, right? From the days of VCRs, and then it didn't make sense to, do, to repair VCRs because it got so cheap, countertop microwaves, same type of thing. If you're doing business if you're pricing your services according to a structure, you have a system whether it's flat rate whatever it is, the economic reality is that the numbers just won't work out for either you or the consumer to do certain repairs on low end uh, uh, repli- appliances. Um and actually it could be a lot of different types of repairs because you're not going to be able to charge enough on those repairs to Make what you need to make to make it worthwhile for you to run the call and, and all of the time and, and effort that it takes to do the repair. Um, so it doesn't make sense from a servicer' standpoint. It doesn't make sense from the customer's standpoint either, because most of the repairs that you can do in these low-end appliances, they can end up just buying a whole new one for the cost of most of the repairs, other than anything other than something very simple.
1: Right, what we find is uh, there are a couple of instances where people will opt for the repair. one is if somebody's selling their house they want whatever's the lowest cost option just to have that appliance functional or
0: convenience the, the, and right right the, but these are kind of rare exceptions We're, and, but that that is true sometimes we, we see this periodically somebody's selling their house and they just want a quick fix you know it doesn't matter what it costs to them the time and the convenience is more important they want to worry about getting moved out but kind of a um that's kind of an exception to the rule. Right. But.
1: It, it's funny. I've had customers tell me, oh, I'm just philosophically opposed to, you know, buying new stuff and putting the old stuff in the landfill. I'm going to repair it. And then I say, well, just to be sure, go go to, you know, homedepot.com yeah. or somewhere and check the prices. And then they'll call me back and go, oh, yeah, I guess I'll just buy a new one.
0: Idealism meet reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually rea- reality wins. So. Now, one
1: thing about the the right to repair laws, I just wanted to bring out is that they're they're not specifically aimed at the appliance industry. The appliances are wrapped up in there, but it seems to me from what I read about it, they're aiming a lot at the uh, consumer electronics and actually tractors, farm equipment. For some reason, I don't yeah. don't know anything about that. A little bit more
0: broader encompassing. But there's also right. a technical reality with dimension of this too, and that, uh, this has caused a lot of concern in the appliance repair industry and the profession Um, a lot of guys are concerned it's going to take away work from them and look it's going to take away some work that's for sure but really my opinion is that it's going it's most of the time it's going to take away work that you probably don't want anyway. It's probably going to be service calls that wouldn't end up being in a repair, It'd just be the service call fee. And then the mm-hmm. customer is going to feel disgruntled. You know, oh, it's going to cost me almost as much as I paid for it to have you do the repair and then you just pay for the service call and they, they le- they're they left with sort of hard feelings and you're left with having run a call with just a service call fee and we, don't, we can't make a living doing just service call fee repairs right. um, calls. So the technical reality is though, on the other side of that is that most customers are going to be unable to do anything other than the most simple repairs on these appliances. When you, they get into something where it requires electrical troubleshooting, they're going to be lost. And maybe, right. they, maybe they will attempt the repair and it gets into something complicated and it will be a humbling experience for them so mm-hmm. that when they do end up calling you, you've got a more educated customer who will be a little bit more appreciative of your skills, the skills that you bring to table. And they go, oh, now I see that's why he makes the big money. <laughs> because there's real skill in what we do, particularly when it gets into troubleshooting. There's a skill that uh, if techs have this skill, look, if you can troubleshoot electrical circuits, you know how to use schematics, and you have a systematic approach for troubleshooting, you're always going to have work. You're never going to be um, out of work, and you're never going to go out of business if you have tr- real skills. Cream rises to the top, and truth will out. You're gonna, You're going mm-hmm. to shine. The people that are going to be hurt by this are the PCMs. Because right. they're 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 not able to do the more complicated repairs anyway. They're more expensive for them. All they can do are the simple parts changing repairs, and those are the ones that the customers are going to start doing themselves. I say that's great. It's going to shake them out. PCM apocalypse. Yep. And I just talked to when um, they get one more point. When they when the PCMs get run out of business like that, the net result, the real dynamic is that it's going to create even more work for the real technicians who are left in the trade.
1: Mm-hmm. So nothing to
0: fear, in my opinion.
1: Right. Yeah, I was just talking to one of our new students yesterday who signed up. He's going to take all of our courses. And he has uh, 20 or more years in the field. And he realizes if he's going to finish out his career, you know, the next 10 years or so before he can retire, he's got to get up to speed. You know, he's good at what he's been doing. But he was starting to get left behind and, and unable to do some of the repairs. And so you know, that the guys who recognize that, get the training, are gonna succeed. Yeah.
0: Technology's and, always changing, yeah. um, and that's and that's true everywhere. I mean, just look around you with your phones and everything else, 5G's coming out. I mean, technology is ever progressing. Same in the appliance repair trade. Now, I mean, now we're dealing with digital as well as analog stuff. We've gotta have digital skills, digital communications, as well as, as understanding how um, AC loads function and interface with the digital control schemes. So we've got to continually be adding to our skill bags. Real technicians do this regularly. That's why they attend mm-hmm. training regularly. That's part of the, um, that's how we upkeep our skills and keep up with the technology that the manufacturers are putting out. Right. I makes it more interesting. It does make it more interesting actually. And uh, I, I don't understand uh, guys who don't do that. I mean, aren't you intellectually curious about this type of stuff coming out? It's fun. Technology is fun. And I get a lot of guys, they just, they don't want to think, just give me the easy answer and just let me go plug in my part, get my money and go on to the next one. And yeah, yeah. that's just, to me, that's boring. Um, there's a place for that. Some of that's bread and butter type stuff, but I love the head scratcher jobs where I have to really think and troubleshoot and figure it out. And It's like, yes, nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all yes. right. So and
1: speaking of that,
0: speaking of troubleshooting. <laughs> yeah. So last time we talked about the 10 step tango, uh, the troubleshooting, that we did at the ASTI in San Diego in February. Uh, the we training. Did, the yeah. training, right. We did a, a live training on that, an all day event. Um, well, it, that was so well received. We actually created a free online course for that, just teaching the 10 step tango at MastersamuraiTech.com. If you register over there, free account, no gotchas, no gimmicks, and you'll see it on your login welcome page. Once you log in, you'll see the 10 step tango. I forget what we call it, but it'll be called out with 10-Step Tango in the name, mm-hmm. um, uh, troubleshooting training course, something like that. You'll see it right there on your login welcome page. Go ahead and take it. It's quick. It's, it's, uh, it'll take you less than half an hour to do, and you know you might learn some. We've had guys with 20, 30 years experience go through not just the 10-Step Tango course, but all of our other training, and it's been a total game changer for them. Mm-hmm. What this will do is give you a structured way for approaching a problem. So Just like pilots have a checklist before they take off this is what the 10-step tango is going to give you as a technician. So I encourage you to check that out. And we've got other free short courses over there at Master Samurai Tech for, that you can check out as well. Applientology 101, uh, the ins and outs of using Applientology as an information weapon, uh, mm-hmm. and also uh, Internetology, just the basics of uh, using the Internet and getting around. We get a lot of uh, techs, sometimes older techs, who um, are still, like recent students, getting up to speed on just using the Internet as a tool, just re- right. and just incorporating that into your whole... Um, a service called information gathering routine.
1: Yeah, it's not optional anymore.
0: <laughs> it's really not. It's um, and the neural net is coming next. So, are you going to be getting yours, by the way? The neural net that they're coming out with.
1: I don't know. It'll be I implanted so.
0: right up uh, right about here. Oh yeah, I'm getting mine definitely.
1: Yeah, well, see, it can hide in your hair. I don't know if mine.
0: <laughs> so I'm just kidding about that. But uh, so uh, anyway, talking about all of the training stuff, we do have mm-hmm. a lot of. Um, Uh, Webinars that we put on periodically on lots of different topics. We've got a whole webinar recording index page at Appliantology and at Master Samurai Tech that students and professional Applientologists at uh, appliantology.org, that's our tech support site, can watch and they can attend them live. And then uh, professional Applientologists and students have access to the recordings after the fact. I mean, we've got lots of different topics that we go over. What were you going to say?
1: Well just that it's it's fun to attend them live if you can because you can ask questions. Right. They're yeah. in fact if you listen to the recordings you can tell that there's things going on in the chat box yes. that, that Scott's responding to mm-hmm. and so you can ask your questions, people are cracking jokes sometimes. It's It's, it's fun. It, it it is definitely more lively than listening to the recording. But obviously everybody's got different schedules. You can't always yeah. attend the live ones. So it's great that we're able to put the recordings up so you can still take advantage of the, the wisdom that is being
0: the live imparted. webinars are usually on Mondays at uh, seven PM Eastern time. It's not every Monday, but it'll they're announced in our newsletter, which is right. uh, if you by the way, if you're not on our newsletter, you'll probably wanna be to keep up with things. We announce all yeah. kinds of stuff, giveaway discounts and, and all it's and tell stories. I mean all kinds of cool stuff in our newsletter. So and that's at mst.buzz, B-U-Z-Z, mst.buzz, M-S-T <clears throat> right. excuse me, B-U-Z-Z, and that's our newsletter. You can subscribe to that totally free. Again, you can unsubscribe at any time. We don't spam you. We don't junk you. We don't sell your email or do any of that kind of hinky stuff, so it's just all about information for the tech community. Some of the other topics right. that we've talked about in our webinars, um, gas spark ignition and reignition systems. There's been a lot of... Um, Misunderstanding or just lack of understanding about how that technology works. And that's, that's very key. Uh-huh. Uh, gas dryer ignition systems, that's pretty important to know about. But it also explains a lot just about basic circuits and kind of unpacking how those systems work. If you understand that, you're going to understand series and parallel circuits and shunts and all that kind of thing. And, and the loads in series as well, voltage drops. Right. GFCI and AFCI, circuit protection technology, that was another recent topic we did. Um, AFCI, the new arc fault circuit interrupters. So right. we, we unpacked that. Yeah, that all was that.
1: a lot of texts were reporting <laughs> that in their area codes are requiring these things and they are definitely running into some hinky issues with that. So I thought that it seemed like that was very well received. Guys were yeah. glad to really understand what's involved. And, and on that topic to too, it.
0: a lot of times too, when you attend, you can bring information to it. So it's not just me up there pontificating <laughs> knowledge. Just, no, no. I mean, I have something that I offer. I bring some information that I've put together and, and I'm offering to you guys. But also, you guys bring information and, and share with everybody else there, too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, at, on the AFCI webinar, uh, we found out a lot of interesting things that were going on with, um, with local codes and how things are being implemented. But there was a lot of good information that, that came out right. that I didn't have that other people bring. So, And that's the value of it. So it's, it's um, not just me one way putting it out there. It's two-way so you guys bring information as well so it's it's um it's a nice interactive experience it's fun uh, i i enjoy them and i enjoy interacting with everybody there as well so yeah. hope you can make it and uh, our newsletters will put it out our new, uh, by the way our um webinars the live webinars are open to all techs so if you're if you're a legacy tech at a or you're a student i mean you'll 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 see in the newsletter it'll explain it to you so and then uh, the um Recordings are just for PAs and students. Right. All right. So you had some information on monitoring tech training progress.
1: Yes, or your own. So I. This is is
0: when people are, when students are going through training at Master Samurai Tech Academy. Yes. That are online training courses.
1: Yep. Yep. Because I've been seeing just enough people who were not quite reading the orientation thoroughly and understanding. So I recently updated and hopefully clarified the orientation information. So if you're currently enrolled in a course...
0: It's MoBeta.
1: Yes, go back and and reread it if you've got any questions whatsoever. Um, The main thing is if you're going for certification to understand what scores you're supposed to be achieving and if you don't, get the score you need after your second attempt because every quiz or exam has only two attempts, what to do about it, how to get resets... Not to move on without talking to me. What are the grading um, criteria?
0: Do you know those off the top of your head right now?
1: Well, for the original Master Samurai Tech Academy... Yeah, that's
0: that's what we're talking yes,
1: about. Yes, it's 80% on each quiz and 90% on each exam. So it's not based on averages. And they have two attempts. And they have two attempts. So it's all explained in the orientation. Okay. So if you're not super crystal clear, please go back and reread that.
0: Right. The, and it, then, just to mention, too, the, um, for any Mr. Appliance techs who are listening we have a separate academy for Mr. Appliance and the, the criteria is different there. It's, a, it's right. a little bit tighter at the Mr. Appliance Academy because we do, we issue a certification and they get a patch and everything like that. So, um, and we are coming up with a patch for the Master Samurai Tech Academy, which we're almost done Ooh, with. Yes. But, but the Mr. Appliance Academy, they, they have their own patch. So once somebody passes our, the training and they, they meet the certification requirements, they actually get a patch that they can sew on their uniforms. So that's kind of right. cool.
1: Oh, yeah. To distinguish yeah. them. Very much so. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, I, for employers or supervisors who <clears> might <throat> be listening to this, um, if you've got techs who are going through the program and you yourself have not gone through, then it's really important that you understand these things. So, maybe log in as your tech and read the orientation yeah. section. Um And my other two encouragements for supervisors is to be sure you've communicated clearly with your tech what you want them to accomplish with the course. If you want them to be certified, what kind of timeline you want this to happen in, that kind of thing. And also uh, make sure you inspect what you expect.
0: Log in as them and periodically and check it out, see how they're doing. And uh, ideally, you would be getting the same emails that they'll get as they complete units in the, as they're progressing through the training. they will get an email uh, telling them what their grade was and all that. You should be uh, ideally you would get a copy of that same email right. If not, not everybody per- sets that up right but if, and if you don't if that's not the case, that's okay. Um, but login per- you should have their login information you as their supervisor, log in as them, and then you can see how they're doing right there on their login welcome page. And you can check, just at a glance, check their progress. Right. That, there's no problem doing that. So in fact, we encourage supervisors to do that. You still have to do the management thing. We provide the training, we have the information, we help them, we interact with them and work with them. But you, sometimes uh, employee techs need a little help in the motivation department. And that's where you as a supervisor comes in. So just to make sure that they know that it's important to you that they progress and complete the training. And if it's important to you, it's going to be important to them.
1: Right. Our primary job is to deliver the training, to answer questions, give them the help they need in the forums. And that's another point. Encourage your texts, or if you yourself are a student, the, the student forums are underused. There are a lot of guys I think that would really benefit from asking us for help there. And, and,
0: and we love working with students. We love answering questions. We love seeing the light bulbs go off. So don't be bashful. Don't feel like you're imposing. That's why we're here.
1: And there's no shame in it. I mean, everybody has a different learning style. Sometimes you just need things to be worded a little different way or have it broken down just a tiny bit more and then suddenly, ah, okay, I get it.
0: And this is the academy. There are no stupid questions. I mean, this is where you want to learn. This is where you want to make your mistakes in the academy. You don't want to make them on service calls. You want to learn and get these uh, uh, concepts uh, really solidified in your brain. Before you go out on the service calls and you got a customer who's um, sitting there tapping her foot with her arms crossed examining you under the microscope, you want to have this stuff dialed in before you mm-hmm. go on those, before you go get in those situations. And right. that's what we're here to help you do. So.
1: And, and even uh, that, that makes me think of Applientology, you know, even after you're done with your studies at Master Samurai Tech, use Applientology to prepare Yeah.
0: Get your information down there. You can download information there. And and if you've got, if you're still in a snarl, post questions and myself and your other brethren in the craft um, will be glad to help you. In fact, we, we, we all sharpen our, it's like iron sharpening iron. We sharpen our skills by helping each other out that way. So when you help someone work through a problem, like at Appliantology, or when we do, we actually sharpen our own skills, and and or yeah. anyone else, anyone helping anybody else. So it's it's this sharpening that goes on because they have to examine it, look at it, see what's going on, and then then you have to sort of figure it out in your own brain, and then it has to be organized so that you can explain it. You right. Know, if, you, if you can't explain it, you don't really know it. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I just saw a post the other day at Appliantology that I thought was a great use of the forums where. He was going to be working on a sub-zero and he'd looked at the documentation. He looked at, you know, what was going to be involved in accessing, you know, the compartment he needed to get to. And he was really, he was just trying to figure out, is this a, a job I need a second man on? Cause it was sort of looking like that. And so he posted that question. I thought that's, that's a great use of a clientology, just tapping into that knowledge base. He, he did his part. He did everything he could, yeah. you know, looking at the information and sometimes you just want to put it out there and get a little feedback from others
0: take advantage of their practical experience as well right i mean how do you deal and or certain business situations you got a customer who's not happy with what you did mm-hmm. and they're, they're not happy with your pricing or whatever whatever the case may be there there are lots of things beyond technical that um, other people who are also doing the same thing you're doing day to day um can help you out with and give some other angles and other insights in so that's that's the power of the of the forums at a plantology yep all right. Well, I think uh, that covers everything that we wanted to talk about today. All right. Anything else? Hey, we were pretty
1: good. We yeah. Didn't, uh, ram- Sometimes we get a bit rambly.
0: Kept it under <laughs> half an hour, so that's great. Tried All to be right. a little more aware of you guys' time out there. So um, just want to remind you that you can subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, and you know you can rate it, too. And the more you rate it, the, it helps other people find out about the podcast as well. And you can also, again, see it on YouTube and, you know, click the thumbs up or the, or the thumbs down, whatever. Um, just rate it, interact with it in whatever way, leave a comment, whatever, and let us know um, uh, what kind of topics you'd like us to cover or talk about in the future and uh, tell your, mm-hmm. tell your friends about it. So, and again, the, the newsletter, mst.buzz, if you want to keep up with what's going on at the Academy. So, Thank you, everybody. I want to just want to thank everybody for taking the time to watch. We really appreciate you taking the time out to spend a little time with us here today. And I hope it was helpful and informative to you. And again, just to remind you of the addresses, mastersamuraitech.com is our online training site. And uh, appliantology.org is our online tech support site. So that's right. kind of how we distinguish. Your day-to-day them,
1: day resource.
0: Right. So, all right. Well, thanks again. And this is Samurai Appliance Man, Sayonara.
1: Bye.